Hello and welcome to episode 114 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How's it going? Pretty excited for this one, man. This is a pretty exciting one. We kind of teased it, didn't we, at the end of the last show? We um, did We said that we'd be doing a special show on, I believe I said that it was a film that was at Fright Fest. You did. Um, Fright Fest continues. Exactly. It'll, it We're now in September. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, we will 100% still be covering movies into 2019 yeah. um, from this year's well, Fright Fest. We still haven't covered all the ones from last year's Fright Fest. Nope. <laughs> 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 We're trying. We're trying. Um <laughs> But yeah, we're going to be talking Perfect Skin. Um, people may have remembered us sort of mentioning this uh, prior to Fright Fest um, because it was one that was on our radar, um, obviously most notably because of who's in it, of course, um, our boy Richard Brake, but also just seeing the trailer and being very fascinated by it. It's, it's mm. got a, this movie's got a look to it that kind of sticks with you as soon as you see the trailer. Yeah, um, it's got a very distinct theme, really, kind of as yeah. soon as you see it, you're like, hmm, this is, this is dark. Yeah, definitely. And it was one that we were, I was massively disappointed we didn't get to check it out mm. first. It was one yeah. of my biggest ones, really. Probably my number one movie that I was disappointed we didn't get to see. Um, and yeah, so, yeah, we're, we're going to get to talk about it this week, which is absolutely awesome. Um, but yeah, first, there is quite a lot of news here. So I'm going to condense down some of this, especially because a lot of it is just some smaller updates on things that we've already talked about. Um, mm-hmm. But this first one, this lead one, is really fascinating and really weird. Um, and I don't know how much you've seen of this at all. Um, have you seen any of the news to do with Freddy Krueger? No, don't don't even get me started, man. Don't get me excited. <laughs> don't, don't, don't you fucking do it to me. Uh, you're going to be so disappointed. You're going to kill me, aren't you? So basically... This news story provides some context. Oh, sorry, I'll provide some context because it is weird. So basically, there's a no sitcom. one knows who owns Freddy Krueger anymore. No, no, you just wait for it. So, so oh, there's no. a sitcom in America um, called The Goldbergs, which I'd personally never heard of. Um, I've heard of it, but that's as far yeah, as yeah. I, I looked it up just to get a, a brief background on it. It's been going for about five years. It seems like a pretty bog standard sort of American family sitcom. Um, so yeah, not really much else to say about that. But the mm. weird part about it is, is that they're doing a Halloween special um in october and guest starring as freddy krueger donning the makeup once again is robert england um there's there's photos they've released there's actually a, a quick sort of 30 second video if you go on the goldberg's twitter and, and in the full makeup um talking about it um <laughs> you, you kind of need to see the clip because I've never seen a guy look more like he's just there for the paycheck in my entire life. Look, um, mate, I'm in a good mood. We're <laughs> seeing an exciting movie. Don't bring me down talking Robert England, the parent in some goddamn sitcom as Freddy Krueger. I was just enough when he donned the makeup just for like a horror convention mm. like a year ago. At yeah. least that's for the fans. I mean, this doesn't seem like it's for anybody apart from his bank balance at this point. Yeah, this is, like you say, this is especially sad because I really hold a special place in the fact that the last time we saw Robert England play Freddy Krueger was in Freddy vs. Jason. And that was such an awesome moment to get that, you know, to finally get the movie that we all wanted for decades. Mm. And to get that as for Robert England to celebrate these two... And, And for us, it didn't suck. Well, it did. I I would highly argue with anyone who thinks that movie sucks. Like yeah. you can I mean, say it's not the greatest movie ever made, but it's a fantastic movie. It's fun, um, man. I, I think it all that long ago. Yeah, like I I I think it can. I think we've talked about it before. Really, we had it as kind of one of our top five all time horror sequels, which goes to show oh, yeah, what you did. think of it. Like <laughs> it's, but it's. It, I stand by that. It's genuinely awesome. Um, crossovers especially are impossible to do pretty much and the fact that they nailed both franchises and gave us like an awesome satisfying fight i love that movie um so yeah i love the fact that that was his last time you know before after the remake and all that shittiness surrounding nightmare on elm street and then obviously it's pretty much a dead franchise at this point um and yeah this kind of comes out of nowhere like you say the fact that it does just reek of the money definitely puts a sour taste um i mean my only hope that it does like gangbusters and they're like Mm. oh yeah we should do something with freddy that's my only hope that like yeah something good can come from this terrible terrible thing yeah, and at least I hope he's my life. I hope he's presented in a in at least a Freddy way because you see the little clip uh-uh. and they're clearly leaning into the comedy angle, and that's a little bit frustrating. Um, so yeah, well, I'm gonna have to watch this, unfortunately. Um, and yeah, you let me know how that goes, bro. <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, 
so yeah th- these next few news items are just all some updates on some upcoming tv shows and they're all very exciting uh so there's three different ones here um so this is pretty brief uh, the first one was a little sneak peek that one jordan peele posted on twitter <laughs> um, crazy man very exciting so we kind of we talked so this actually we talked about this news last year like late last year in 2017 um mm. kind of riding off the back of get out when everyone was trying to get jordan peele involved in their projects and um yeah, we, we talked about the fact that they were trying to reboot The Twilight Zone and um, haven't really heard anything about it for a while. But yeah, just a little a tiny little sneak peek on Twitter, um, basically confirming two major things. Uh, the first one being that it is coming next year in 2019. Um, but perhaps the more kind of interesting, exciting thing is that Jordan Peele is the host slash narrator of the show. Um, so- yeah, which is odd. Yeah, it's odd. It's really cool. Um, I like oh, yeah, that it's yeah, not yeah. just cool. putting his name on it. It is like I'm involved. Um, mm. I don't know too much about The Twilight Zone. It's one of those shows that is definitely one of my biggest kind of gaps in my knowledge. Yeah. Um, because it gets referenced all the time with things that I love, <laughs> you know, like Black Mirror and all these other yeah, things. They constantly I'm, I'm in the it. exact same boat as you, man. I guess we were just like too too like young at the time but like never never caught it when it was like prime and then just kind of hear people referencing it constantly and have never Mm. actually like gone and watched it uh well, I mean, the, the like thing is, I always, I always assumed it was like an eighties thing. Um, well, it's like sixties, isn't it? it? It started nineteen fifty nine and then Christ, ran to nineteen sixty four. Yeah. So yeah, like this yeah. is extremely old show. So that's, so that's obviously why. Like you'd have to seek it out. Mm. Um, I don't remember any UK channels ever really showing it either. Um, no. But yeah, this is super exciting. I'm, I'm yeah, totally it's cool, down. man. So yeah, this is really cool. Um, the next update, I can't remember. I feel like again, we probably mentioned these before. Um, but basically, Bloomhouse have, have teamed with Hulu, and they're doing a series called Into the Dark, um, which is going to be basically it's like an anthology series where they're going to have twelve different stories uh, told over the next twelve months. Um, and each one is based upon a certain holiday. Um, so to kind of explain it, the first one the holidays. <laughs> exactly very very similar to that which was a movie that we really liked um but yeah the first one is october and of course it is around halloween um it's called the body um so yeah this is going to be on hulu on october 5th so i don't know how long this is going to be yeah exactly goddamn hulu um but yeah i, I really i'm um, like you say it, it all depends on the quality of it but i'm totally down for this type of idea oh it sounds um, cool yeah. I've, so I just wanted to briefly give you the synopsis of this one because I thought, oh, okay, I kind of get the tone they're going for immediately and I'm totally down with this. Um, so the synopsis for The Body, which of course is the first uh, film in the series, um, is a sophisticated hitman with a cynical view on modern society finds his work made more difficult when he has to transport a body on a Halloween night, but everyone is enamored by what they think is his killer costume. Hmm. Um, and the poster's really great for this one as well. I, I mean... Is that Elijah Wood as the lead? <laughs> I sounds hope so. like an Elijah Wood gig. Yeah, um, it sounds cool, man. Like I say, it's, it kind of sucks that it's on Hulu because it's especially for yeah. UK people. It's hard to watch, um, but yeah, I'm totally down for this, and it's cool. Like it will be exciting that immediately we'll kind of get you know a Halloween episode. I'm assuming a Thanksgiving episode, then a Christmas episode. Like that's really cool as well. Gives gives yeah. the series, like I say, a different flavor than most anthology things. So. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely excited for that definitely. one. Um, and then the uh, the final update again. This is one that we talked about a while ago. Um, basically, the so it's a Netflix show coming October twelfth. Again, Netflix alone could keep us busy for the show this October. Yeah. Um, uh, so this is the Haunting of Hill House. Um, I think it's based upon a book a while ago, mm-hmm. and there has been a couple of film adaptations, like one in the sixties and one in the nineties. Um, but yeah, this is a ten episode series. There is a trailer that's come out. I haven't actually watched it. Um, but the the most kind of exciting aspect of it is, I believe every episode is directed by Mike Flanagan, um, who of hey. course was Hush and Gerald's Game. Um, of course, he's very much tied with Netflix now. He's already got the upcoming Doctor Sleep. Um, and yeah, this is obviously a we're, I'm I'm extremely excited just because of his. This guy's this guy's output, man this guy's output is like in terms of you know yeah. he's putting out a lot of stuff and it's all absolutely fantastic um, oh it's got carla in it as well yeah i was know. gonna say yeah so it's Car- starring uh, carla gigino of course who i mentioned last week he- she's my pick for hellraiser reboot um <laughs> but yeah she's in this as well which is ticking all the boxes yeah I'm, I'm buzzing for this and this is on netflix so we we don't have to jump around hoops to watch it <laughs> yeah which is great so uh yeah netflix of course i mean they're bringing us this they're bringing us sabrina they're bringing us apostle like happy halloween for netflix users um so yeah, that's absolutely awesome. Um, there's so I've got a couple of news stories here regarding the Child's Play remake. No, um, 
Yeah, I'm I'm kind of down with this, to be honest. Basically, there's a couple of quotes from the director, Lars, talking about it. They've announced the cast. They've shown the doll for the first time. I, I, what I would say is if people are interested in this, then definitely go look it up um, and more power to you. But I'm already sick and tired of talking about this on the show. Yeah, um, me too, man. Like I never want to be a Debbie Downer and I never want to dismiss things, but like this personally just feels wrong to me. And like you say, we're, we are against this. Like I'm fully on board with Don and what yeah. they're doing with the actual canon of child's play. But um, even at this point, when the film comes out, we can take a view on it then. Yeah. Like what we're going to do. Like, I don't need any more of this. Like no, I completely stuff. agree. Just way too much is coming out for this film that seems so far away. Exactly. So yeah, guy, look it up if you're interested in more power to you, but we just, we don't care about this film. Um, but yeah, I, I really care about the child's play TV series. So if stuff comes out about that, like a proper tra- trailer, then we can talk about it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's pretty much it for the news. Really. Um, shall we talk about this week's film? Let's let's talk about perfect skin. So yeah, before we get into the kind of synopsis, I guess, of this one, um, yeah, like we said, this is shown at Fright Fest um, and is currently being shown around a lot of different uh, horror festivals around Europe. Mm. Um, which yeah, is very doing cool the works right now. Because um, yeah, this is like a British independent horror movie and it's great that it is getting those kind of uh, big festival showings, mm-hmm. um, which is great. Um, uh, the director of this, Kevin Chicken, he uh, let us obviously see this movie for the show. So massive thank you to him, first and foremost, before we kind of get into the Big movie. Big thank you. Yeah, it, it's, it's awesome. And, um, you know, we, we kind of expressed an interest in this movie a while back, and it's great that we get to see it. Um, and I know that a lot of you guys are really excited for it. And once we kind of can talk about uh, upcoming releases and that, we'll definitely mention it on the show because it doesn't actually have a planned wide release yet. No. Um, I know it's kind of doing the festival circuit right now, and then I guess they'll, they'll try and sign some sort of deals but um yeah that's pretty much up front so yeah thank you for that of course once again definitely um, definitely and also we will be talking uh, as we always do but th- this mm. one more than uh, more than others really will be completely spoiler free we won't be getting into anything that will kind of ruin any kind of final act stuff because we know that this is a ways off so yeah. you are safe to listen to this yeah absolutely so yeah i mean we talked about it at the start of the show um this movie is really interesting has some really interesting kind of premises going on so yeah what is this movie about essentially yeah so i mean um perfect skin is uh, as you already said it's kind of uh starring uh uh richard brake who um obviously we're big fans of kind of mm-hmm. ever since 31 really just you know hoping that richard stays in the genre and kind mm. of gives us something and uh here we go perfect skin <laughs> like it, it put us on it put it on our radar instantly uh the second he was gonna be in a horror movie kind of we're on board but then like you say seeing the trailer and that this is something that's super interesting and something that i don't know whether we've ever said on the show but it's kind of like explores a topic that i feel is kind of underexplored in in horror and kind Mm. of really interesting as well um basically richard plays uh, a character called bob reed who's basically like a tattoo shop owner um and he uh meets katia and her friend kind of lucy at the start of the um film uh lucy's kind of um had some tattoos with richard or sorry bob before and um (laughs) has kind of uh, trying to introduce Katia to this world of kind of, you know, body art and piercings and this sort of thing. And um, kind of, you know, Richard, you know, turns out to be a little bit more sinister than just a tattoo shop owner. And Mm. uh, kind of, I I don't really want to get into any sort of spoilers, really. It's more just like his kind of obsession with with body art and uh, body modification and kind of how he's kind of trying to explore that it's become more than just being able to to do tattoos on people he's kind of you know wanting to to take on these kind of bigger projects and in doing so he's gonna have to um kidnap someone and kind of hold them to his kind of will to to be able to you know do this sort of thing Hmm. um i don't really want to go much more than that uh i think that's, that's that's enough really um i think like you know um this movie has a really distinct style to it from, from watching it kind of from, from the way it looks, but also the soundtrack. I think like the soundtrack really stuck out to me. 
Um, but I guess we'll get into that anyway as we kind of break the movie down. I mean, what did you think of this one? Yeah, I mean, this is a really interesting movie. One of the more interesting ones I think we've covered for the show in a long time because I think there is a lot to unpack. There's a lot mm. going on. I kind of, the fact that we came for the performance of one of the actors and we can, we can break down that performance, but I actually got so much more. You know, there's a lot of interesting um, subplots going on. Like you say, the mm. fact that it, it delves into this weird um, subculture of tattoo culture, which I think is really interesting. Um, yeah, and, and that's where, you know, we haven't seen that overly kind of utilized. Not that it's an avenue it needs to, but it's quite mm. an interesting thing. And, and, and it's the really second this movie started to unpack, I was like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really digging this and i think like when we said uh you know when we wanted to see this movie our main thing is that we wanted a you know a kick-ass richard performance mm. which we we definitely got and we'll talk about but this movie is a hell of a lot more than that as well which is you know awesome man yeah definitely like i've always been fascinated by tattoo culture mm. you know someone who has tattoos and i've always been fascinated by not only the people that get them but the people that, that you know do them you know the actual yeah. artists themselves they are artists um it is a really massively strange... underappreciated artist as mm. well man like you know Completely. people don't think of it like it but when when you're watching this movie and he's designing these intricate tattoos that are kind of all weaving into this bigger picture it's just like it, it's art man Oh, definitely. Like the one of the, it's such an awesome modern form of art. And I think that's, what's really cool about it because mm. obviously tattoos have been around for ages as well. But like, I think that the, my weird way of looking at it always was like how poetry used to be this really artful form. And obviously poetry still exists, but I feel like that's kind of translated into almost lyrics and music at, at a certain point where it's like, yeah. you can kind of write these really nice things, but then you put it to a beat and, and sort of do it that way. Um, I always feel like this is like what is. <laughs> yeah like it's it's hard to call a lot of music art but there is some stuff that is. um but like i think that it that is interesting that kind of you know the idea of just painting essentially was was what was the main form of art for the longest time and of course still is but the idea of painting something that's going to stay on someone's skin forever mm. is like really really fascinating and that's before you even get into the kind of the body mod uh scene as well you know the kind of piercings and all that stuff as well which which again this movie covers um like I say, I think that's a fascinating place to start the movie anyway, um, yeah. let alone for a horror movie. And then kind of the way that they uh, adapt that with the character of Bob, because he's very multidimensional and kind of what he's got going on. Um, he's not as kind of straight psycho as what you'd expect really from a Richard performance. No, um, there's a lot more going on. He can be a lot more charming in this movie um, and a lot more sane, I guess, but then also has always those undertones of just being a complete, psychopath that you know <laughs> can bring to the table like i would love to see him in just like you know when michael madsen was in free willy and he, <laughs> and he just played a dad and it was like how weird is it that this crazy I mean, like genre done, actor he must have done at some point we're gonna have to find it man what, what no he did Oh, you sorry? Sorry, you no, mean Richard. Sorry, Richard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I want to see like nowadays Richard. Yeah, because I, know I like he's clear. Like, I, like obviously we're kind of already going into the performance of Richard, but um, he's Let's clearly in the form of his life right now. Um, yeah. you know, his body of work in the last couple of years, and and it just only gets me more excited. Like we've got mandy which we're going to be covering very soon maybe even next mm. week and, and he's in that as well of course the big one at the end of the horizon the free from hell um is the most exciting one but like he he Fright is in Fest such, 2019 <laughs> he is in he's in such a good place right now with his acting he's clearly uh -huh. like he's i think the main thing is he's just picking these awesome roles that suit him so well um because this doesn't really, on paper, you'd be like, why would he pick this? Like, it's a very small project. It's a, it's an independent yeah. British horror movie that not many people are going to check out. It's a very, very small film. And, you know, from a first-time writer and director, and we'll get into all that stuff because that's definitely important. Um, but the fact that he did do this movie, I think is fascinating because clearly he just was drawn to the character of Bob. Yeah. Um, I would love to know. I would love to talk to Richard about this film because I think there's a lot going on. I would love to know whether he he's fascinated with this sort of stuff you know the tattooing and the piercings and that sort of thing yeah um, definitely because i think one of the things that i really enjoyed about this movie was the fact that it all felt really genuine um, yeah well that's that's one of my big things on it that, yeah. like we've we've talked about certain films that we've seen mm. recently that that didn't feel genuine to the the niche kind of area that it was aiming towards whereas like you know i'm not involved in tattoo culture but everything that he was kind of 
you know, the look and kind of, you know, all of the all of the tattoos that were being done and everything like that, it all just felt right and genuine. And it felt like, you know, that world existed. And then they've just taken a sinister spin on that world, which was super cool to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I thought, you know, like you say, this sort of when 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 uh, Richard goes into this kind of sinister role, I just hang off every word. I'm like, mm. he's going to snap someone's neck any second. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, as well, for someone or snap like, his own neck, <laughs> or yeah, who the hell knows? Like, he's yeah. going to do something horrible that I don't know mm. if I want to see. Like, mm. for a guy that's like not like physically, you know, intimidating, he comes across terrifying. Mm. Um, and it's his voice, like it's incredible. I just keep yeah. thinking, like. Yeah, Freddy Krueger 2020. Yeah, I mean, I didn't want to bring it up immediately because <laughs> I want to focus on this movie, but there was 100% a couple of moments watching this I know. where I was just like, this motherfucker was born to play Freddy Krueger. <laughs> once, you, once you hear it, once you, you, see, it. Yeah, once you see it, you can't unsee it, man. Like, and it is def- I would say on. a lot of it is, like you say, obviously the look, but definitely the voice. I mean, oh, the voice, it's 100% the voice, it's perfect. Like, a yeah. sin- like everything he says is so sinister and like, mm just delivered with such venom that like you're terrified for the person he's coming up but against. He, he says um, the creepiest, most horrible things with a smile and it yeah. works. And that's yeah. what, that's what Freddie is. He, he always says everything with a smile. Yeah. Um, and that's what I love. And that's why I think he's so perfect for mm-hmm. it. But I mean, yeah, um, and it's almost like a Pennywise smile. Like it's yeah. really, it's like a sinister smile, but it works. It's like, yeah. you said, he shows more charm in this as well. Like you say, when he's kind of, being the the everyday kind of tattoo shop owner um you know he's he's a family man in this as well kind of yeah. like you know we we see him with you know like you say like a you know well an ex-wife and kids and stuff in that relationship and like he's not like a sleazeball to his kids he's a good father to his kids on screen yeah that um, i wanted to mention that because i thought that was really interesting and when that kind of came on the screen that we yeah. were introduced to him with kids i was like oh this is fascinating it was a really cool dynamic to see um, well, to add more of, to his character he kind of becomes a little bit sympathetic in, in mm. a way you kind of just see that like um you know not not to unpack anything later on but you you kind of see more layers of him and you start to realize that you know He's obviously doing a horrible thing, but like he kind of has like rationale behind it. And, Mm. you know, especially when you delve into kind of this underappreciated art, like, um, you know, these tattoo artists that start to like build this project, you know, they have this in their mind of like tattooing an entire person's, you know, even if it's just like a sleeve or something, and then the person never comes back. And, you know, Mm. this artist has designed this this kind of you know full sleeve or whatever design and then don't get to complete their art project and it must be really difficult you know because like um at the start of this film bob's first kind of introduction is basically trying to get katia to have her first tattoo and Mm. um designs like this lotus flower for her and stuff and kind of keeps redesigning it and it's kind of yeah, he's creating great art that might never go anywhere because ultimately it's up to her to say yes or no to it. It's her body at the end of the yeah. day. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like him taking control of the canvas and doing what he wants, uh, yeah. which is a really interesting thing. Like, it's, re- it's really fascinating. It's I, a really, really good premise for a horror film. Like it's really yeah. underrated in that sense. It's one of the best premises I've seen for a very long time. Yeah, like a, really, a really awesome twist on just what would usually be a generic sort of kidnapping story. Um, yeah, and it has a really thing, good motive. Like this movie, I I really enjoyed. Like from from start to finish, and it's it's very much influenced by enjoying kind of you know Richard on screen, and he's on screen a lot of this, and very mm. good in it, but. Even that aside, like like we say, the tattoo culture, everything else, I touched on it at the start of my synopsis. Like, I think this movie has a really distinct soundtrack. Mm. It's one that I wouldn't necessarily, um, like, pick as something that I would like, but it just mm. fit in this world really well and kind of just... It, it kind of it reminded me a bit of like when you watch like Stranger Things and it's got like this techno beat and you're like I don't know why I'm digging this but I'm digging this and I was just kind of mm. like with this I was I was really into the soundtrack and um, kind of you know the movie isn't the shortest movie in the world like it does it, it's it's kind of reaching that hour and forty five mark instead of mm. kind of what we've talked upon like an hour and a half sweet spot and I, I'm kind of you know thinking to myself does it does it justify that extra running time for me and i think perhaps perhaps a little bit off would be would be okay like to to um get it super tight but there was no points that i felt bored either 
Mm. Um, you know, this movie kind of on paper is like you say, um, you know, a, um, just someone being held captive, you know, and, and that in itself is a big ask for a longer running time, but because of all the cool stuff that's going on and especially when you get towards final act, which we won't get into, but there's some really cool stuff in there that, that really is like, just like I say, kept me engaged, like to the point when you start to feel the runtime, it suddenly steps up a notch and then really kicks on. And yeah, I really, I really love the the whole kind of you know, like I say, not to go into it, but I really enjoyed the ending and kind of ultimately where we were left with everyone. I thought was really, you know, really satisfying and just a, a yeah, re- really cool movie, man. Yeah, I, I definitely think it is a little bit too long for me. Mm. Um, definitely, I was kind of there was a couple of moments where I was like, okay, let's let's kind of get into the. Third I think it's act. a little bit with like his family. Really, I don't know whether I needed all of that so much. See, that's uh, interesting because I I thought like I really enjoyed that, and I thought it was a little bit underutilized. Like yeah, I could have done well, more go, of that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting. Like because, like I say, I do think the movie's a little bit too long. But those yeah. aspects, I I thought or really like, fleshed out his character of, nicely. You know, th- there was just a few things really, uh, like you know, kind of lucy and that's like kind of her her involvement and kind of extended scenes and that sort of thing there's definitely mm. the odd thing that you could do to get it a little bit tighter in the running time yeah i think because i think for a horror movie it is super important you know we've talked about it a lot and it would be you know i think like it is that that hour and a half is such a sweet spot yeah definitely like the script is really good but there's definitely a couple of moments where it could have been tighter Mm. um where it's like let's just get from a to b slightly quicker and let's not be as sort of self-indulgent in a few of these scenes um i think that the the characters in general are pretty much like very good like obviously bob is a great main three um yeah and that that is worth noting because i wasn't expecting that from katia and lucy no i was gonna say Um, what do you think of katia mainly as well because she's kind of our main I thought she was really good. I thought she was way better than I was expecting. My my kind of my fear going into this, having seen the trailer and knowing what we know about Richard, um, was I was thinking. (laughs) (laughs) What what you like the way you say that? Well, (laughs) no, he's going to be terrifying. Well, yeah, in that, but also really, really good. And so, if you have, if you, yeah, yeah, exactly. It kind of you don't want him to be on his own essentially working in terms of working the camera yeah. where it's like, you've got this one guy who's like on top of his form and then everyone else is just kind of like, eh, like, okay. Mm. And I thought they did a really great job of carrying that, especially the back and forth between Katia and Bob, because yeah. I thought she did really well. It would have been so easy for her to just get lost in the shuffle. And yeah. this movie I just thought, about Bob. And I don't I think that's got, what happened. I thought she got stronger as the movie went on as well, mm. as her character kind of became stronger. I thought her yeah. performance got better and better and kind of as things developed by the end she was she was really captivating yeah um which was important for her role as well um and yeah she she 100 delivered on that because when we were first introduced to her i was a little bit unsure um she doesn't feel like a lead character does she when you first no no and i think as well this movie um we haven't touched upon yet does feel very british Mm. which obviously is a big thumbs up for us like yeah um seeing this movie that just feels really, you know, kind of, um, you know, it was filmed just on, on set in London and it felt like it was just in the middle of London. Um, mm. And, you know, with, with Katia kind of, you know, then being introduced as like the lead, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm, I'm like feeling that so much. And then, yeah, definitely as we, as we kind of got more into it. Yeah. I thought, I thought she was fantastic actually. Yeah. Uh, the only um, characters that I thought were really bad was the police yeah, they, they were just yeah, run of the mill guys, weren't they? Like, yeah, it, it, it was weird how they they would kind of, you know, it felt almost out of place when they would kind of make the jokes with oh. Bob and kind of, you know, like, do you tattoo any boobs? And then be like, yeah. but, but anyway, seriously, missing person. Like, they, honestly, we can't yeah. gloss over this because it's a really important point. Like, they're really bad, and I think I've talked yeah. about it on the show before. When I get frustrated when police are betrayed that way, um, this is one of the most egregious I've ever seen. Where they are, completely <laughs> I don't know, man. Idiots. I don't know. I mean, scream four, man. <laughs> but like, honestly, like the fact when they're trying to be there and they're trying to be serious and he's like talking about boobs, I, I just thought that yeah. was outrageous. Like it really did bum me out a little bit where I was like, I can't wait for these guys to get off the screen and get back to like actual interesting characters. Um, so yeah, I definitely yeah, want to know that. It did cause... come up with a great line when they visit him later on though. And, and Bob just greets him as like, no boobs to get today, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Like, great line. Great line. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yes. they they, just... they kind of sucked. I'm I'm kind of like I mean it's such a trope in horror the the police mm. kind of bumbling along I sucking that I don't I don't really get bummed out for it. I like it when they're a bit more kind of you know than than just this kind of one dimensional thing. But it, it's you know I don't have a massive problem with it. But they they were just, a little bit egregious. Like the I think the writing here is pretty strong. Like uh, across the board, obviously I mentioned the fact that it, I think it could be a little bit tighter. But mm. that is the one thing where it's like that just looks a bit like lazy writing to me when it's like okay when you have a movie that obviously has crimes and stuff and, and people going missing like obviously the police are going to get involved so you have to tackle that you can't just have a movie where mm. the police are i just don't really understand why they got excited about bob kind of mm. really that much they seem to just latch on to him instantly they're just like oh yeah you know lucy said katia was going to get a tattoo with you are you a murderer like mm. can we can we look around can we get a warrant and i'm just like we why why have you got so transfixed on him like it just it seemed a little bit kind of odd but it really was secondary to the rest of the movie like yeah like when we talk about running time and stuff like those guys could be just completely eliminated they could have just had yeah. one scene with richard where they're like oh yeah lucy said you might have done something and he's like nah bro and then that's just mm. job done and then it's lucy backwards and forwards with bob thereafter yeah um but yeah i you know this um this is one that's going to stick with me for a while, I think. Like, yeah, that was something that I wrote. Much, yeah, like, there's some much, really strong stuff in this. Like when like, the movie visually. finished, I was I like I finished watching it and I was eager to get on the the podcast and start talking to you about it. Like, mm. which you know, even with films we enjoy, I don't necessarily have like a lot to unpack or say about it. But I just like want to think about this movie and talk about this movie, which is pretty cool. Like, I'm hoping that it gets out to as much people as possible because. Um, you know, like it, we we didn't hear a lot of people talking about it outside of you know when coming out of Fright Fest. Obviously, mm. we we were unfortunate enough not to be on kind of you know the days we decided to go. It wasn't there because um, we would have definitely seen this. Um, mm. I can't imagine what film would have been showing elsewhere that would mean that we'd have missed this. I think it was um, upgrade. Oh, was it the same time? I think so. Oh, yeah, man, that is that is rough. That was, <laughs> weren't it? I think it was that time. Yeah, but I know we had already said like we would have seen this anyway because upgrade was out in the upgrade cinema movie the next of the week, year, though, bro. <laughs> like, I mean... Don't start that silly nonsense again. <laughs> We're talking about an actual good film here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah like, no, I, I wish I'd like to say oh, I really is, enjoyed that this. Tough. That is a tough <laughs> slot, though. Like because this yeah. this movie like deserves the bars, and and this movie sits perfectly with a festival as well like mm. i'd love to have seen this in the fright fest crowd because i just feel like some of the movies we've seen as well like th this one would just feel like people would get right behind uh, yeah I, I wish we'd have seen this how like how we saw life changer i think that oh, would have been the perfect man. way to oh, see this definitely movie. definitely because you, you you know these sorts of things like th there were movies that we saw that were like had you know uh, a really interesting premise but then just kind of went wacky or me me meandered and you know there, there were a couple that we discussed that obviously we enjoyed but we couldn't get massively behind that didn't mm. get like into our big push that we talked about um you know the, the ultimately the movie we liked best was was a more of a the run-of-the-mill type thing it wasn't a real out there thing mm. really um you know summer of 84 but um you know, this one would would have been one that I'd have loved to be able to get behind and champion this kind of weird, weird kind of you know awesome thing that we get to see. You know, Life Changer was that one for us, I guess. You know, yeah, that like you know, but I'd have loved to have this under our belt as well. That'd have been cool. But we got it now, man. Yeah, definitely. I think what's like really fascinating to me is like I got massive martyrs vibes from this movie. Oh yeah, I um, was, yeah, definitely. I was going to touch upon that. Yeah, like not just the visuals, which without kind of going into spoilers, but there are definitely some visuals that are very striking and, and very reminiscent of martyrs. But definitely the way I felt watching it, which was an uncomfortable feeling. Um, mm. It's not really a feeling I get watching most of these horror movies because they're either you know otherworldly, like the nun, or they're just very kind of run of the mill, like you said they're not they're not they're not these ones that really hit you in the stomach and just like constantly twist that knife and, until they end and that's how i felt watching this where mm. it really does just keep going and keep going i guess that's kind of to do with the runtime like, i it think makes sense i think to have thing, this movie quite long because it wants yeah. to really get you involved oh, it feels like a journey it feels like katia's gone on a journey mm. this you know she you know the fact that we're talking about like the kidnapping stuff that happens very early on like yeah you know, an hour and 20 of this movie is 
post her being held captive like yeah it's kind of um you know when she was first kidnapped um i think um you know talking about the martyrs thing i definitely had a massive vibe of that and but the the uncomfortableness was something that was interesting as well because quite often when you see like one of these kidnapping type things um uh like i rewatched um hounds of love recently and like you know that's a that's um a different conversation about that film again but like Mm. the kidnapping in that the reason why you feel so uncomfortable during that movie which you do is because of the the sexual kind of um you know background of that and kind of the the undertone of it which is always there and prevalent and that's why you feel for this victim of what's going on and scared for her Mm. you know this is this is like tension in a completely different way there's none of that and i really appreciated that it was a brand new style of it you know it is you know her body being you know kind of you know uh, taken away as a canvas for richard basically and it's not it's not with any other malice than than that really uh, but mm. it, but it's also you know doing something so permanent that she doesn't want which is you know ultimately such a uh, you know you know taking away one of you know one of our kind of biggest uh you know kind of you know privileges or whatever you want to call it where we you know we're, we're in control of our body and what we do to our body and you know he's taking that away from her and is doing it himself and it was such an unsettling thing to see like every time you saw the needle you kind of felt uncomfortable for her in a really mm. interesting new way yeah i love that that was the main vibe of the movie mm. because like you say that isn't something that you generally see it's most of the percent of the uh, most of these movies when it is a kidnapping it's the two motives it's either sexual or just murder yeah um that's pretty much it like there isn't that too much else around that there's obviously the weird stuff kind of like when you go into like human centipede and stuff like that yeah um, or even or even like a mum and dad or like mm. you know that sort of thing i i nearly spoiled on a recent movie there for a second <laughs> but right. mum and dad um like yeah. you know where they're where they're obviously like role playing and that sort of thing and it's yeah a little bit know, weirder bit, and a little bit darker than yeah what usually expect. yeah but like this is this is like a brand new thing and and it was really interesting because obviously like that first tattoo I felt like she'd been so like, uh, um, you know, just disfigured really, even though it was mm. just like a tattoo that, that would, looked good. But I just felt like, oh my God, like, you know, this thing has happened to her that she didn't want to have happen. And she, I felt like she'd been so wronged, you know, and mm. it was in such a different way because it's so permanent, obviously a tattoo. Mm. So like to even have like anything happen to her, like I thought that was, I thought that was a really um, interesting feeling and like definitely a new one, like for this sort of thing yeah definitely at one point um bob obviously says like you know we're the only creatures that really want to are able to like modify our own bodies and <laughs> yeah, that, that's that, a weird line yeah but it, it really stuck with me because yeah. that's how i felt throughout the whole movie where it's like he is modifying catcher to where she is not going to be the same person anymore regardless no. of her own mental state or anything else like just physically she and emotionally obviously with what goes with it but like she is a completely different person by the end of the movie mm. and i thought like you say that was completely fascinating and really well done um i really yeah. liked the the vast majority of the movie it wasn't anything sexual yeah um, without kind of getting into the end and stuff but i was a little bit frustrated that it started to creep into the script a little bit um mm. and, and overall i know you said you you liked the end and i was a little bit underwhelmed just because of the fact that they started to introduce that and that's yeah. kind of how the ending tied together D- i didn't dislike it but it wasn't my favorite part of the movie i liked it way more when it was just about the tattoos and the body modification um, yeah i guess i enjoyed because katia got stronger and i enjoyed yeah. seeing that that strength and kind of you know that that going into the final act i think um something that, that you, you said earlier kind of like being someone that's got tattoos found this movie super interesting i found mm. it super interesting for the other reason like mm. i don't have any but i've always been fascinated with them and always been like oh it's so permanent like i want something that i want to have on me for the rest of my life do you know what i mean and like mm for her to have that like i say to have that taken away and to have something put on her i was like yeah this is why i'm a little bit scared of like having one like <laughs> i could just have like a spider on there like i'd look down i'm like that's not what i asked for bro <laughs> like yeah tough see you later like, well as long as you don't get Richard, like drugged Richard, by Richard Richard break. Away. i'm like yeah i gotta be careful if we ever meet this guy like i'm like yeah <laughs> yeah let's just say i wouldn't let him tattoo me anytime soon um having watched this um yeah, I think also worth noting as we as we discussed at the start of the show, but this is a directorial debut. Um, yeah, it's crazy. 
writer and director never done anything ever before in terms of writing and directing at least it doesn't say it on imdb and um that's really impressive um you know we, we always talk about that a lot on this show kind of when it is a first timer doing this stuff like obviously i can be nitpicky and say these small little things that i don't like but mm. when you nail like a vast majority of the stuff and, and yeah you really when you're writing and directing yeah that's so difficult to do yeah um, we talk about it all the time with like our favorite people like rob and stuff um but yeah definitely like i'm i'm super impressed having watched this movie yeah Whereas, like, i would love to know what the budget was because i can't imagine it was like hardly anything um it's mostly set during like you say maybe three locations tops like the entire movie yeah. with with an exception of a couple of different scenes very small cast mostly two characters mostly two actors mm. um but like you say the fact that you've got one of the best in the world as one of them is like obviously a massive plus um <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm really kind of shocked with this movie because I, I thought it would just be a, a acting kind of showcase for Richard. Um, yeah, that's what absolutely, I was yeah. yeah, it absolutely is that. But on top of it, it's also a fantastic horror film. And, and that's yeah, like you, my you take You take Richard out of this movie and put a different lead in. Ultimately, mm. this movie is nowhere near as good as yeah. what it is now. But this movie is still interesting. Yeah. Like this movie has an interesting premise that we would have been talking about and being like, oh, I wish they had a better lead or whatever. But then, like, the yeah. fact that they nailed that as well is incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's definitely, like, obviously, we we're excited about this, but it's cool that, like, it's kind of paid off. And yeah. I hope it gets distribution soon. I don't want this to be kind of sat there and, and, you know, kind of doesn't come out anytime soon because people need to see this. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, and we'll so, definitely be championing it when it does. Yeah. So, is that is that a high recommendation from you? definitely man definitely yeah yeah I'm definitely agree. kind of you know as soon as kevin does something else like he's definitely on my radar now for like mm. a guy that I, i'm hoping he keeps things very british and, and you know gets gets another horror credit under his name because we need some decent british horror out there man and this is definitely it yeah hell yeah, yeah i think it's been a good year it's been i was gonna say year. it's been a very good year you know we we yeah. haven't really seen too much in the in the previous two years but 2018 has definitely been delivering on that front mm-hmm. um who knows if it's a case of maybe we've we've seeked it out more but i feel like i have been trying to do that since we started the show um and definitely yeah i've seen like a, a, quite a few really that i really at least enjoyed you know even the movie like caliber was like fun as hell um mm-hmm. or maybe fun's not the word to describe that movie but i yeah, thought I was it was gonna say, really good it was um, a ride yeah it was brutal um but yeah no i I completely agree highly recommend this movie obviously you you guys unfortunately you can go i would say obviously check on the on their twitter um because they'll be posting kind of when they're going to other festivals um but obviously we've kind of missed i imagine one of the only uk showings of this movie um but yeah hopefully this like say will get a wider release soon soon so more people can check it out um but yeah give me me a nice arrow (laughs) blu-ray could you imagine do it man um (laughs) Yeah, it should like because they this was part of the Fright Fest uh, first blood, so that's mm. obviously when it is like their first time directors. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if they're going to do anything. So obviously they have their Fright Fest presents. Was Life Changer um, one of those as well? Uh, Life Changer is the presents. Ah, uh, right. Uh, I would say damn they man, they those that they delivered on these first timers. Yeah, they are. Fri- uh, Life Changer is they are going to be distributing that. Um, yeah. So that is like a Fright Fest uh, promotion in essence. But yeah, I'm not too sure about this one. Um, but yeah, that was our discussion of Perfect Skin. Uh, we'll take a short break and we will be right back. So some some TV has happened again, hasn't it? We are in TV, the TV man. season. There is a lot. Yeah, I, I feel like we have to just start with the, uh, the the unfortunate and then kind of move on to more joyous yeah, things. I mean, let's make this fast, man. Like, yeah, let's make this quick, off, painful, faster. Um, so we can put a pin in Castle Rock and hopefully not talk about it for a very long time. Um, Ever, I'm I'm so disappointed, man. Like so disappointed. Like, like honestly, maybe my most disappointed thing of the year. Um, because like I say, I loved the show when it first started, and it kind of meandered for a while, and then it had the case of one good episode one okay episode one bad episode one you know indifferent one and then kind of by the end of it i was just not even feeling it anymore to where i had the finale for like over a week until i actually sat down and watched it um the finale was the worst episode i think by far um i don't know how you felt but i at least for me out of the 10 episodes i thought it was by far the worst one it it just Um, felt kind of nothing happened but but also just kind of so weird they got to this place that just felt really weird and they felt mm. like they'd explained it super well yeah and then, 
and then just but kind it felt of like ran, nothing happened ran with this thing and then yeah. yeah like they somehow made and, the most unsatisfying conclusion i possible. i really i really enjoyed the fact that they tried to make these scenes feel epic that had zero scale to epicness <laughs> yeah. to them where they they felt like putting two characters in a room and you could tell that that's what they were trying to do um the um bill skarsgård character and uh what, what's the I i've literally just erased this film for my this show for my brain um henry henry diva henry diva so henry diva one and henry diva two like <laughs> they're big spoilers uh, i don't care man like i will i will protect precious things like perfect skin but i will not protect <laughs> something that people shouldn't be watching <laughs> like mm. um like they obviously they they made such a big thing of putting them in the room together. I'm like these guys have been together for the entire series. Mm. Like they've been apart for like 20 minutes. You can't make this be like a big thing. Now you've just told us something. Like I ultimately just yeah was was super bummed out by it and just kind of you know I, I almost stopped watching it multiple points through the series. But I'm such like a sucker for like seeing these things through and there was zero gratification in doing that like i get i get more gratification through seeing through the walking dead seasons i did this christ yeah yeah no i thought this episode was terrible the only thing i wanted to mention was the fact that they, they kind of they do something in the last five seconds of the show um not talking about the uh the credits thing which i thought was right. weird but the, the actual show itself the final scene um they do something in the last five seconds that was more interesting than anything we'd seen in the previous five episodes and if that would have been a mid-season reveal to then kick on to what would have been the rest of the season it could have actually been something great um but for them to kind of tease that as like oh you want to see this is it's hard to not talk spoilers like i probably should just talk spoilers um yeah probably spoiler warning warning okay. people you know yeah, it's basically the you're at the end of the show, and we kind of know everything to do with Bill's character now and, and Henry, both Henrys. Um, but basically, we've got to the point where it started, where at the start of the show, we had Terry O'Quinn's character with Bill Skarsgård's character in a in a cell. And then by mm. the end of this you know episode, we're basically got the same thing, but with Andre Holland's character, Henry Diva. Um, as it ends, it's still unclear who Bill is, what his intentions are, and all this and that. But as it kind of fades to black, we keep seeing his face with the bars. Mm. Um, it, it kind of keeps panning across the bars. And in the final shot, he does just this tiny little smile, this little yeah. evil Pennywise-like smile, just as the season ends. And it's like, oh, okay, he probably was a bad dude then. And, and like, but that that little tease, like, if that would have gone somewhere in the middle of the season, it could have well, been something also, great. Like, I would have liked to have seen where that played out. Like, like you say, at that point, I don't want to watch another season of it, but if that had been halfway through, like you say, mm. and then see, does, does um, Henry Diva go down the same route as Terry O'Quinn's character? Or what does he do? Like, does he mm. go insane? Does he let him out? Does, does um, Skarsgård's character escape? Like, you know, but ultimately it's just felt so cheap. Like, it really just felt disjointed. It felt like they may have had a bit of an idea towards the end. And then they kind of felt like, Oh well, if we leave it in a somewhat cool place, people will come back for season two. Mm. Like, nah, bro. Um, yeah. What do you feel about incredibly... the post, post, or the end, end scene? Then I didn't. Of... I just. I didn't even care. I, at that point, I was so angry, and then I was just like, "Oh, it's funny. You've you've again teased the character that I was really excited for that done literally almost nothing in the series. Mm. Um, her one cool moment was probably the standout episode and moment of the entire season. Uh, I was kind of setting up a cool direction, which I'm pretty sure they're not going to go in. Yeah, because it's way too obvious and hard to do as well. Um, if she is, you know, going to the Overlook Hotel, they're going to have to make it look like The Shining, like what they did in Ready Player One. And this show, Ready Player have... One, didn't it, man? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they didn't but, have no but, budget. Yeah, that's what, exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> Castle Rock does not have a Steven Spielberg budget. Um, I'm pretty so, sure yeah. he did like Ready Player One for like five mil. Don't know probably you it's an independent movie. That is, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care about the show anymore. What do you I can't think about Jane Levy in this though? Like, I was, Wasted. I mean, obviously her character sucks, but like, I didn't really feel like. I mean, granted, she had nothing to go on, but I didn't yeah. really, you know, I, she was just blur. Like, was yeah. it was just it was such a disappointment for her to waste her time on this. And like, yeah, completely, I'm I'm less excited about seeing her because I just saw like glimpses of this ten episode thing where it was just disappointed. Like everyone in this m movie, I'm or this show, I'm less excited about now in just general terms <laughs> because this yeah. show sucks so bad. 
Yeah, I like I try not to hold it against them because like I'm I know I'm gonna be excited for these actors going mm-hmm. forward, like Skarsgård and hopefully Jane Levy. Um I really enjoyed Andre Holland. I thought he was the only one throughout the whole series that actually kept his cool in terms of like yeah. everything on everything on around him was on fire and he managed to maintain a good sense of dignity and acting throughout. Um whereas yeah, everyone I mean, else what I mean, like, you know, they were kind of you know, they they could have still you know, the performances weren't fantastic either. Like mm-hmm. everyone was just kinda like you know, Bill Bill was an odd one in this because I thought he was super interested to begin with. And then it felt very, like, it felt like he'd been away for, like, nine months and then came back. Like, it was almost like he shot a really cool movie and then came back and, like, <laughs> uh, then tried to resume that role because it felt like he was almost, like, trying to get back into that, you know, thing. But mm. let's move on, man. Yeah, There's it's not TV good. out there. Yeah, so we we kind of I touched upon it last week. Um, American Horror Story Apocalypse. Um, mm. obviously you've seen it now. Um, yeah. so yeah, what what are your thoughts on this? Because I'm I'm pretty excited because oh, I know that you're a, you're a big post apocalyptic fan. Yeah, I'm buzzing. Like that's all they had to do, man. Just said it <laughs> post apocalyptic, and I'm in. Now this, <laughs> I mean, I thought it was really you know kind of you know you touched upon the fact that this has kind of like been deemed as like a crossover and kind of returning characters and all of this stuff. And obviously you get none of that in this first episode or, or pretty much none of it to the untrained eye, um, mm. you know? And so you're just like dropped into this um, world that's now being threatened by nuclear war. And then suddenly it just happens and shit goes down. And we then, you know, introduce this group of kind of like fallout that, you know, the video games where it's just this underground bunker that's been designed to keep kind of, um not really the elite but but kind of like genetically uh sound people that have been like chosen by the government and then a ton of rich people have funded it as well yeah. so you kind of like have this class war instantly um which is quite interesting and kind of you know they still have like these servants and stuff there's kind of people that are still governing this bunker and there's kind of like that mismatch and i really I really dug the first episode kind of towards the end of the episode. There's a really cool character introduction and kind of, we see a little bit more of the world outside of the bunker, which is cool. And like, I was just 100% into this. Um, it was, I thought it was the best opener for a while for American horror story, like in at least two or three seasons. Hmm. Um, and like, it's kind of everything that I've dug about American horror story where I'm not like, I'm not like, absolutely 100% on board with what they've like their vision because the bunker and kind of the way it's laid out and like the, the imagery of that is quite, quite weird and quite quirky, but it's Amer- it's authentically American horror story. Like it mm. feels just odd and weird and creepy. And then with this, this uh, storyline of something that I'm personally a big fan of as well, you know, when we kind of talk Coven and, uh, you know, um, those sorts of series, Re- really, I, mean, I think Coven was the big one for me. I was like, oh, I don't know if I don't really care for like witchy stuff, like, but it was still cool. But then when it's something like this and like, you know, Freak Show was one that we were like, oh, that sounds cool. Like, it, it it's definitely I, I'm back in. I'm back on board with it. Like I'm I'm so glad that this thing is something that's fresh and you can like get away from it. Um, like I'm definitely you know it, it, it's it's good that they have a clean slate every season. And, and it took like a season to rush, wash away that horrible taste of Roanoke. But I feel like yeah. it's gone for me anyway. Yeah. At this point. It's interesting that you mentioned Coven because obviously that is what is supposed to be crossing over this season. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, so it'd be that's why I was like, mm. how yeah, but that, then I how didn't. That happens. I didn't hate Coven. That's the thing. Like I enjoyed no. Coven. It was just that, like as a premise, that's not something that I gravitate towards. Yeah. Um, Whereas, yeah, with American Horror Story, when it's been something I'm I'm on board with as well, it's even more cool. Yeah, definitely. I think we should definitely rank American Horror Story at some point because I think that'd be pretty fun. But um, yeah. the uh, yeah, so I've seen episode two now as well. Um, you haven't seen that one yet, um, so I won't go into it too much. But I I liked episode one. I loved episode two. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Um, it's the most I've enjoyed like an episode of American Horror Story easily since uh, like Hotel, um, where you know Colt was had its had its moments, but there wasn't ever like a one standout episode. Whereas this kind of 
you, we talked about the runtime of this off air kind of like it's a, is it a good sweet spot between sort of 35 and 40 minutes um it, i couldn't uh, like i was gutted when this episode ended well i was just thoroughly enjoying it and i was already like oh is the new one out yeah like i couldn't wait to see the next one <laughs> awesome um, it reminded me of like the fact that the show just used to be so much fun um it yeah. didn't feel like homework when we watched it it was like yeah. actually a fun time each week similar to like ash versus evil dead where it's like i actually look forward to watching it like you should for a tv show each week and yeah, that's how I felt watching this. It was really fun. We're having fun as well, like giving us a different view on like horror, this kind of weird, kind of quirky, campy kind of show that was just like really out there. And it mm-hmm. hasn't been that for a while, really. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm definitely excited for the rest of the season now. Like you say, very good start. And yeah, it's, it's great. I'm really enjoying it. Um, but yeah, I haven't watched any more Purge yet. Um, you, you obviously I've, I've purged a little. You, yeah. you know, everyone, you know, it's, it's it's my American right to purge. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's still oh, yeah. purging along, as it were. Yeah. Um, yeah. I the enjoyed purge the first continues. Two. Exactly. Um, yeah, I've I've yeah, I've watched I've watched all three now or what that are available to the UK right now. Um mm. and uh yeah, I'm I'm like I said to you kind of off air, like this is kind of some of the best purge stuff we've had, like in terms of like in in a movie like i kind of you know no bullshit really aside from the the runtime but i mean in terms of like plot it's all stuff that i'm interested in there's Mm. no like the 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 kind of um political stuff is centered around this really interesting party that's kind of really crazy and i'm waiting for that to go off the rails which is cool as anything so like it's almost one of the coolest things which the government Mm. stuff has always sucked in the purge movies yeah um and yeah, I really enjoy all of the characters and I enjoy kind of um, at the end of episode two, you get like a little like stinger of a character, like at the start and the end of episode two. Mm. Um, I think it's, a, yeah, episode two. And then episode three, you you see this character a little bit more. And like, <laughs> uh, it's really cool that like they slowly are unpacking this new character in this season and stuff. And like, it doesn't feel egregiously overstretched for like a TV show of a purge movie because that's kind of what i was worried about like so far i'm still pretty much into each episode it's not ticking along at the pace i necessarily want it to but when does tv mm. so yeah i'm 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 pleasantly surprised by it so far yeah it's cool like it's great that the the both the shows we're watching right now are actually decent um yeah. i'm always worried because like i remembered most a lot of shows that start strong um just like the one we discussed a few minutes ago and, and then they really do fall off a cliff um and i really hope that both these shows don't because i'm really enjoying both of them right now mm. um but yeah no that's that's pretty much it for this week um yeah so obviously in our kind of upcoming schedule i mean it's going to be october isn't it by the time we need to do the next show which is pretty Christ. crazy the busy crazy. month is finally here and i feel like we've we haven't even remotely got through half the stuff of september yet um we're just watching stuff that isn't even out yet yeah exactly <laughs> um exactly we had to do it um but yeah, the, the, I think it's, it's probably going to be Mandy for the next show because that's that's definitely a big release that a lot of people are talking about. And I know we're, we're, I was very excited for that. Again, cool trailer. Another Richard film, which is great. Um, yeah. Nicolas Cage going mental is always fun. Um, Crazy Nick Cage, always down for that. We exactly. missed one of those earlier in the year, so we better not miss two of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we never got to see that, did we? I wanted to no. see uh, Mum and Dad. Um but yeah, no. It's uh, still there in my mind, like constantly, <laughs> like when we have a, if we ever have a slow week, like that's definitely yeah. one of the ones that's top of my list. Definitely. Well, well, the other one that is out now that we both want to see as well is um, Hell House LLC 2. God um, damn it. We're never watching Mum and Dad. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, cause they just keep on coming, these movies. Like, yeah. So yeah, they're kind of the two that are top of the list. It'd be nice if we. I'm. I don't think there's anything new now until Apostle. So potentially they could be the next two weeks going into Apostle. Um, but like you say, good as, times as, ahead. As long-term listeners will know, we change it around a lot. <laughs> when we were like, ah, oh, we're not even going to see Slenderman, yeah. and then we just put it out a day after our Nun episode, which was fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. We might see six movies in the next four days. Like who knows? Yeah. Who knows? But or, yeah, this or week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this week we did talk about Perfect Skin, which was really, really good. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening as always, and we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Maybe because I never could. How could I start that?